fast-moving developments in the search for a possible serial killer. They were random and deadly. The killing spree began a week ago Saturday. Warning. This podcast contains descriptions or graphic events, crime scenes and various disturbing content, along with explicit language. Listener's discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hello? Hello. Hello. I am recording. I'm also recording. Fantastic. We're finally getting this shit figured finally. out. Finally. <laughs> it only took us 10 minutes instead of 15. We're doing so good. Baby so steps. Baby steps. It's all that matters. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of High Crimes and Myth Demeanors. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Curzon. I am Joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even and though I'm very rarely joyous. But I have therapy next week. Everything's okay. Have I told you what we're talking about today? Nope. Other no than idea. the fact that it is, in fact, very graphic? And Yeah, I know that much. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the former MMA fighter. He legally changed his name. I'm going to have to call him by his, his birth name because, you know. Anyway. All right, so his name was John Copenhaver, known okay. as War Machine. I say known as because he legally changed his name oh. to War Machine because of like a legal dispute between him and UFC. Yeah. That was his fighting name. He took it so seriously. He was like, yeah, I'm going to change my name to War Machine. So in court, they would be calling him War Machine on the multiple times he's been arrested. Oh, my God. It was, imagine. This is such a fun, like, out of left field, but I love it. Oh, it gets worse. We're talking about John Copenhaver War Machine and his girlfriend, the former adult film actress, Christy Mack. Okay. Uh, she she was one of the most famous porn stars at the time. Really? Uh, and she was only in a couple we're of... We're talking early 2000s? We're talking like around 2010-ish. Okay, so yeah. mid-2000s. That that's about when our story starts. Okay. I'm going to be calling War Machine by his birth name, John, because given the seriousness of the episode, I feel a little goofy being like, and then War Machine said. <laughs> like, it just feels it just feels very weird. Really? Don't feel comfortable saying War Machine beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Yeah, you know, like, I have no problem. Sit right with you. I have no problem calling you Curzon because you're like a goofy guy. This is a criminal. That's very true. <laughs> I don't like when criminals have fun names. I don't either. I think it's un- it's just you know I don't like that at we're all. We're not gangsters. It's not 1940s. Yeah. Honestly, why do you have a nickname? You don't get a nickname. That's so gross. You get your birth name and that's it. <laughs> Or the name that the press gives you, goddammit. You go you don't get to choose. Unless you're trans, in which case it's perfectly That's different. completely different. That's different. I respect all trans people. I'm just getting ahead of the the cancel culture. <laughs> That'll happen in ten years. That'll happen in ten years when this podcast oh, yeah, finally gets big. Let it be known. We're very pro trans around these parts. We literally have an episode called Baba Yaga says trans rights. Of course we but. do. I respect all trans people, even trans criminals. Even trans If criminals. a trans criminal is like, I'm sorry, I stabbed your grandmother, I'll be like, no, it's okay. Go yeah, on. That, she was probably being transphobic. <laughs> Depends on the grandmother, but yes. Anyways, John is, he's a former MMA fighter and porn star. Oh, oh good for him. He, he did well, it as like a side hustle, you know? Okay. Uh, he got into UFC through a reality show called The Ultimate Fighter, but he lost his very first fight. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. But you, you know how like at the time, everything was a reality show. Oh, yeah. Brett Michaels had a reality show. I only Flavor know that. Flav. Huh? Yeah, Flav. Favorite Flav. I, that's the only way I would have known about him. Yeah. But Brett Michaels had a reality show called Rock of Love or mm-hmm. something like that. I only know about it because whenever I go and see Lizzie, her and Anthony, her boyfriend, they watch it when they eat dinner. Um, oh, my God. That's the only time they watch that's it, kinda too. kind of precious. It's kind of funny. It aged horribly. And they like to point out that he talks like a horny eighth grader. He's like, that was the hottest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That was so super sexy. <laughs> when I'm upset, I do what all men do. I rock. And it's like, yeah, this guy's totally like an edgy eighth grader. He but, just never aged out of it. Oh, never. Never. He he looks like wet leather. He but, does look like wet leather. Balding wet leather. <laughs> Anyways, so John was, he got famous through a reality show on the UFC network and he lost his very first fight. Even though he lost that first fight, Mm -hmm. they still took a chance on him and gave him a second fight and he won his second fight leading to a third fight with Yashuki Yashara. I don't know if I pronounced that That right. That's pretty good. Sounds right to me. I had to sound it out five times before you got here. Uh-huh. And I still think I said the last name wrong. But that's, I'm trying my best, sir. You're Please knock me out. Yeah, he, he, that guy choked John out in less than a minute. 
damn. Yeah, less than a minute in the fight. So this guy should not have been given... Yeah, but because of this UFC, we're like, we're going to let you go, baby. We're going to let you fight. Yeah, we're going to let... I guess they need losers as much as they need winners. Well, yeah, but they were like, dude, you've lost twice now. You've only been in three fights. You losing two out of three. Baby boy, we're going to let you go. Two out of three is pretty bad. Yeah. John was born November 30th. In 1981, in Simi Valley, California, five eleven in height, and he weighs 170 pounds. Okay, you know about my size. Yeah, well, yeah just about, but. just about. He's he's more cocky though. You don't have so much of an ego. God no. Unless it's like a Tuesday or something. Unless it's a spicy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It is a spicy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be a very specific day. Yeah. His life started out rough already because his mother was a drug addict. Mm. And John was often left to take care of his little brother while his German-American father was at work, a police officer mm. in the Los Angeles Police Department in California. But John's life really took a nosedive when he unsuccessfully tried to perform CPR on his father after after he suffered a heart attack. Oh, relatable content. Oh, oh wow oh wow what a trauma dump on an episode chief <laughs> his his mom couldn't deal with john's unruliness and his outbursts and he was sent to a citadel in charleston south carolina I mean, kid that did what is his dad dying in front of him yeah well, but i fuck you up i mean i'll, I'll offer a small crumb of sympathy. A small crumb. The tiniest of crumbs. He was sent to the Citadel in Charleston, North Carolina in August 2000, but he was expelled for poor behavior two years later. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Warning sign if I've ever seen one. And oh, it yeah. wasn't until 2008 when he joined the cast of Ultimate Fighter for the show's sixth season. However, he was only brought onto the show because a previous member, like a previous cast member, had broken his elbow. He was an understudy. Oh. Little bitch boy. And if I know anything about understudies... They've got egos that are undeserved. Oh, absolutely. It was well known by the cast and by the viewers that John wasn't well liked. And it wasn't until he opened up about his past, about his father, did the viewers really start to open up to the idea of him and he started to gain fans because they were like, mm. oh, of course. He you always have the sympathy like, ploy. Of course. You know they got to do that on a reality show. Of course. But he would later be removed from the UFC altogether for making negative comments about a fighter who had recently passed away. He was posting about it on his MySpace page. Oh, that ages us a lot. And in 2011, he was re-signed to the Bellator fighting championship as a fighter and then let go after being charged with assault and he was in jail for a little while you gotta be careful when you're a fighter like that because it sounds cheesy when guys say it but it's really true as your hands get registered as weapons Mm -hmm. and you can't just fight people willy-nilly nope because you're a fucking professional fighter and yeah that dude from the bar doesn't stand a chance against not at all like not at all it's cheesy as fuck when people say it but there is truth to that is like you can't be a boxer or an ultimate fighter and go fight people i mean you can't fight people period but i feel like they usually up the charges they do when you're a professional fighter because you just be savage about it oh yeah especially mma oh yeah dude that stuff triggers me i can't be watching i can't it. i used i had a brief period where i was really into it the guy i was dating was into it of course and uh it was interesting but i don't get the appeal ultimately. yeah yeah uh he he spent some time in jail and then when he got out he started being on myspace again and oh constant video blogs and hearing this guy talk was infuriating there was one video where he had a temper tantrum because a 7-eleven told him to take off his hoodie and he just wanted a slurpee and they're like you have to take off your hoodie like the cameras can't see your face you have to take it off Uh because it was like obstructing most of his face and he threw the slushie on the ground had a temper tantrum and he was like fuck this place i don't want to have to boycott slurp and then he went to another one and they didn't tell him to take off his hoodie so he made a video talking about how the one on the one street was bitches and all this other stuff but the other one was cool because they let him keep his hoodie on and i'm like chief just take the hoodie off yeah just take you have a buzz cut it's not like you have a bad haircut or something oh my god (laughs) like calm down yeah you can take off the hoodie dude. honestly you're lucky that's all that that happened to you yeah honestly he went off on like fighting random fights all over the place and trying to build the equivalent of a portfolio with his fights okay you need to have a certain amount of wins to losses ratio to join the ufc again okay uh, like if you do nothing but lose why are they gonna fuck yeah why are they gonna you know fuck with you? so he was trying to like rebuild his numbers okay. uh however he did need money and a job so it's a side gig like some people do he turned to sex work been there he was mind. like i need some quick money i like the bone and back like then money. It was probably a much different game and it sounds oh. like he did more mainstream. Yeah, he, he did more of like porn videos yeah. rather than like, you know, homegrown OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect OnlyFans way more than Pornhub. They're exploitative. Oh, for sure. He announced in 2009 that he'd be doing a porno movie 
porno movies on the side and porno is such a weird porno it's so which a weird word it sounds way too campy but like pornographic movies sounds too specific yeah you know sounds he, like- he basically agreed to act badly and fuck on camera okay um and between 2009 and 2010 he appeared in 12 movies yeah that's that's not even a lot because like a lot of mainstream porn actors do like 20 in a year yeah if not more he only did 12 what a pussy honestly that's like one a month Grow if up i here, had a dude. penis dude bro bro it'd be over well you'd be a white man and i couldn't be your friend oh, but like if you, you know a, i'd be i'd still be queer as hell yeah i mean okay that's fair Boys. you would be you'd definitely be queer coded but like my my stamina for white men is doing that's true it's... i like a white man I like a and white it's mine. man, and he's pretty pretty older white man. Yeah, it's a very thin line it's when it a comes thin to older line. Women. During his 2014 issue of Hustlers, where he met then 24 year old Christy Mack. Okay, return of the Mac. Sure. <laughs> In 2014, 23 year old Christy Mack, real name Christine Mackenday, was one of the most popular porn stars of the scene. Damn. Oh yeah, she was. Everybody knew her. Uh, she said she would only be an adult film actress for as long as it took her to save money to retire, which meant she was only active from 2011 to 2014, which is pretty common from what I've researched. Yeah, a um, lot of porn stars only stay in for maybe five years because they just save up money. Yeah, because you get so much money from that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that's what Mia Khalifa did, mm-hmm. but even then, she wasn't paid a lot of money. She was really scammed. Really? Yeah. And then she was like, I'm getting engaged. And everybody's like, we're at half mass today. And I'm like, you guys are fucking weird. Uh, yeah, the, the, the sex work industry is very odd, especially very like mainstream porn. Weird. It's a little, honestly like a whole other ball game. Um, when you do it independently, it's yeah. like you have all the freedom to do who and what you want. Whereas when you're mainstream, it's you don't have as much creative freedoms and it can be really bad. Like I've read a lot of horror stories yeah. about like horrific things people have had to do and consent being violated mm-hmm. on camera, which I can't even imagine. What oh, that's, that's like. horrifying. And everybody um, thinks it's like part of the scene. Like so not it. that's just, scary. Like I know of a couple porn stars where they're like, yo, this is a rapist. Yeah. You know, like that one James Dean guy. Oh, yeah. And then uh, what's her name? Riley Reed. I heard mm-hmm. she's also a rapist. Oh, big time. And then uh, you remember that it was a few years ago. I don't know her name, but that one porn star who said she didn't want to do a scene with a gay man mm-hmm. uh, because like something about like she didn't have his records or something like that. She just wasn't right. comfortable and everybody bullied her for being homophobic and she killed herself oh my god do you remember that no i can't remember her name i'm gonna have to find it i feel weird mentioning it without like her name but it was it was really sad because she was like i just don't want to work with him and everybody's like wow homophobic but it's like you're allowed to say who you don't want yeah work with. you're allowed to especially if you don't have someone's records and you don't know if they're clean like i could be wrong but like you know what i'm saying thing. yeah and i feel like that's why a lot of them one you do a lot of movies very quickly yeah because you figure i mean an actual porn's maybe half an hour long mm-hmm. at most I at mean, most you get, you get some that are like an hour it, it depends really on how much padding there is yeah how much padding i don't like ones with too many stories i remember in high school during my hentai phase i was like <laughs> getting really involved in the storyline because some of them villains be like kind of funny yeah yeah i went through a hentai phase and that's why i don't watch anime it kind of ruined it for me <laughs> i'm always just expecting something gross to happen it started as like haha hentai and then i was like wait a minute wait you, like a minute. you can't joke about stuff too much because no. the next thing you know you're into it next thing you know you have a new kink yeah and i can't do that i cannot do that <laughs> i can't i cannot do that because i am weak-willed I, same and i <laughs> there's things i'm into that i'm deeply shamed about and i'm like you know what maybe i shouldn't have joked about that because look at me now absolutely ashamed uh shame but like the second anybody comes at me with some feet bro no 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 no. that is one thing i cannot be swindled into See, i don't like feet but i do like my feet being loved on well my feet always hurt so i like my feet to be rubbed too, right but like, so it's like but i personally don't like feet yeah i don't have a foot fetish no. but i'm into people who do <laughs> Unless it's like overbearing, it's like their entire. Per- you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's some people that it's. Like, I know people like that. My boyfriend put my toe in his you. mouth once when he was rubbing my feet, and I kind of froze. I was like, "What the fuck are Wait, you doing?" What? And he was like, "Get it?" And I was like, "That joke is masking something, and I'm not comfortable <laughs> with it." Who is this? It's the one I've talked about on the show before that stabbed somebody. <laughs> oh, well, that explains everything. Yeah, he like just he was like rubbing my feet and he put my toe, sock and all, in his mouth, and I was just looking at him and I was like, "Are you good, bud?" That's fucking weird. And he was like, Socking. "Do you get it?" And I'm like, 
What does that mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, he thought he was being funny, and I was like, hey, chief, that's fucking gross. It's fucking weird. These socks are dirty, bro. I already wore these. I just panicked when I put them on this morning. Yeah, I wash my socks too too rarely. To, yeah, to open my socks are honestly, they could probably have a life of their own. Honestly. As long as your underwear is clean, then I don't care about it. Oh, yeah, my else. undies are... Always you could be wearing like the crustiest shirt. I don't care as long as I know you're wearing clean underwear. Yeah, that's that's where we run into problems. That's where we have problems. Anyways, where were we going? Back to Christy Mack <laughs> yeah. and how she said she only wanted to be in porn until she could retire. Yeah. From what I've gathered, because I had to do some research, it's very hard to type in uh, porn for research. I, I bet it is. It's very difficult. Uh not a lot of people do sex work for more than a few years at a time just because of how physically and mentally exhausting it can be and you know the damage that it does to like your life and your relationships and stuff Mm -hmm. like you lose a lot of respect from certain people when you do sex work as I'm sure you know and a lot of family have things to say and you have to have a whole other persona and we've had this conversation many a times but like it's difficult oh it's hard yeah Christy was known for being one of the first female porn stars that was like heavily tattooed okay she was known for her ink and her mohawk which is a style she kept for many years oh good for her yeah she was she was like the bonnie rotten of the times oh that's exact that's exactly who i was yeah. thinking of yeah <laughs> she walked so bonnie rotten could run oh i like that you knew who i was talking about immediately I, whenever i think of bonnie rotten the only thing i can think of is her bubble really i think about her weird like nipple tattoos i yeah i also because i was thinking about nipple tattoos the other day i'm pretty sure she has spider webs on her nipples and armpits i only know that because of like intense research of her personally Mm -hmm. (laughs) a few years Mm -hmm. back that was like my go-to oh yeah who cares what kind of scene it was it's bonnie bro bonnie unless it was the hardcore anal that's when i had to yeah that's i was after a while i was like i don't like watching butthole stuff (laughs) there's always that moment where they do that spread i don't like that gape and it's like like i get it why as a penis having person that would be sex (laughs) I do not like but as a person but no penis and and nothing in my butthole for for any satisfaction um, I just can't like I'm good on that chief thankfully me and Paul have a no butt stuff clause amen hallelujah praise the lord because if he would have come to me and been like, I like anal, I'd be like, well, this isn't going to work. because <laughs> Day one. Day one. Work. Because I've got limits. And that's one of them. That's I a hard poop limit. too big for me to be doing this. When I'm old, I'm going to be in diapers by the time I'm 40. I'm like butthole curious. Butthole <laughs> <laughs> curious? Butthole curious. Like, I'm open to the idea of some things being put in, like a butt plug. I'm like well aware from plug. that one picture you accidentally sent me. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, there's certain things, but I could never, I don't think I could ever take, I definitely, fisting, no. No, 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 no. I'm not a size queen. (laughs) No. And really, even a dick in my butt, I'm like, it's the in and out that I really don't like. If it just stays there, it's like, okay. (laughs) Just hanging out. Just hanging out, okay. And it adds, like, there's perks to it, Um, but, and I've heard it's actually not that enjoyable for a the penis haver no paul said it hurts a lot yeah because it's real just yeah it's very tight you want if you want that i will just squeeze the life out of your dick with my parents which (laughs) i can do that i can just i can do that i've got wicked hand strength bro listen that that's incredible i have two chubby of hands to do that all you'd hear is the clinking of my rings (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> anywho's, but like I said, she was like she walked so Bonnie Rock. Yeah, run. she's thriving. The the two of them met in a hustler issue in 2014. Okay. Now he's a convicted rapist. Oh, John Copenhaver is in prison for life without the possibility of parole until he's 36 years old for the assault, um, attempted murder, battery with strangulation, and kidnapping against his ex-girlfriend, former porn star Christy Mack, oh, and no. her then-sex partner, internet mogul Corey Thomas, who claims the two are dating. All of that happened in 2014. Oh, my God. So they met, they dated, some shit went down. Um, and like I said, Christy and John met at uh, uh, the Hustler photo shoot in 2014. He actually requested for her to be in the shoot. She didn't know him before that. He okay. brought her in. Um and they started a relationship from there, but it didn't last long. And they were separated by August 2014 when she started dating another man. Gotcha. Um, now, their relationship was, like, riddled with violence. Mm-hmm. And 
their relationship was very spotty off and on, off and on. And, and John had really bad anger issues and he'd already served time for assault. Like I said, he had no problem having a fit if he didn't get his way, like with the Slurpee. And he would Mm -hmm. often beat Christy. He destroyed her property. He sexually assaulted her often in their relationship. And in court, Christy said it wasn't until three or four months in that the abuse happened. And she said, quote, it would start with a slap to my face and that would be it or just choking me. And in John's eyes, like, how could he sexually assault his partner? She was his. Right. Ugh. I Ugh. hate when people say that. Like when I'm like, yeah. you're mine. I mean my partner, not my property, bro. Right. Like, like you're my ew. person. You're not my property. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. In his mind, she was his and she was going to have sex with him anyways. So why not be whenever he wanted? Oh. You know, which is so gross. That's so disgusting. It is possible to assault your partner sexually And it's a very a common mindset, I feel it's, like. Especially with married people. It's like, oh, you... Yeah. Yeah, it's so gross. It's not how that works. I have no problem uh, doing a Kegel so fast that it severs your penis. All right? I will do a Kegel at the speed of light. The pubes will fuse. <laughs> <laughs> I will have, like, a Barbie doll crotch. I'll just bite it off. Honest like, to God, oh, dude. baby, yeah. I'm like, I got some chompers. There is always that intrusive thought whenever I'm sucking a dick where I'm just like... I just yeah, what if I just, like... What if I just bit down a little bit? I got a gap between my teeth. I'll leave like a smiley face. When you like accidentally like brush your tooth against it and it's like, I wonder what it would feel like if I just went. If anyone ever bit my clitoris, that is when I would go to prison for aggravated murder. It'd be really hard to do. You'd really have to like. You'd have to get in there, bro. I know. You got to open things up, push things back with your elbows and stuff. (laughs) I'd kill somebody. Anyways. Pull your sleeves up. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Consent but, is a case-by-case basis. It is not ever blanketed. Yeah, you always need to Ask. confirm consent yeah. and have safe words. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you're having the most vanilla of sex, yeah. you always need to, like, have words to be like, yo, I need to stop. Yeah. Because for some people, they're like, oh, I thought you were just joking. Bro, no. No, no, no. I will break your fingers right now. I will break your fingers. I will fuck you up. I don't. I don't like the whole. Well, I thought you was joking. I will kill you. That doesn't I will even make kill you. sense. It doesn't make sense unless I'm blatantly joking and laughing during sex. I'm not joking. This is not a time this to is be hot. <laughs> you know, like it's not the time for that during sex. But he thought that, like, well, that was his property. He could just Disgusting. do whatever. And he would. He needed to constantly remind her that, regardless of her job as a porn star, uh, which he didn't like that she was a porn star, by the way. Even though he did porn as well. He did porn and he met her knowing that she was a porn star. Yeah. So like He met her on an adult shoot. Oh my God. And he didn't like, when they started dating, he didn't like that. He didn't like that she was a porn That's star. That's so fucking stupid. And in his mind, n- no matter who she slept with, she was always his. Emphasis on that, his part. I mean, like there is, he's, he's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. But obviously like if you're dating a porn star, like my partner, he knows. I mean, not that I do... Porn, 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 porn do and I don't work. really do it with other people. If I did, there'd be a conversation. Before yeah, you'd have him, to obviously. talk about that. You'd have to vet the but other there, person. But there would definitely have to be like open communication. Yeah, and there would be the expectation. It's like no matter who I'm fucking on camera, like I do come home to you. Yeah. So like I do get that to a certain extent, but beating someone basically this motherfucker sounds like Marilyn Manson. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we don't like that. We don't like that. We don't vibe with that. You don't want to have things in common with Marilyn Manson. No, you especially don't. Nowadays, especially nowadays, there was a coworker that I had uh, who ironically got fired for sexual harassment. He said that his girlfriend used to have an OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and then when they got together, he told her he was uncomfortable and made her stop because why should other people get to see what's meant for him? And I'm like, you mean to tell me she could have paid for your Xbox for Truly. your Christmas present? Minimal effort. All she was doing was posting poon and titty pics. Good for her and fuck that guy. You know, like, what the fuck? You know, and I just think that's really gross. Don't get with a bad bitch and then be mad when she's a bad bitch. Like, small dick energy. The smallest. Micro penis energy. Yeah, like, uh, anyways. Christy would explicitly tell John that she didn't want to have sex, mm-hmm. but that wouldn't stop him, uh, obviously. And uh, eventually she would just give up and she would just lay there. <laughs> and when she was done and like waiting for it to be over, she said, quote, he got off and I went to the shower and just kept crying and he just kept screaming at me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, my God. Is that not gross? That's so gross. Like, like you blatantly terrifying. sexually assault your partner and then you're like, why are you crying? Like, get over it. I enjoyed it. Like, Ugh! 
It reminds me of like being a kid and when your parents would like yell at you and then they'd be like, I'll give you something to cry about. I fucking hate that, bro. And that's why I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. Christy said John would often tell her, quote, you pushed me too far. I hurt you too bad. Why did you make me do this? Now I have to kill you. He would constantly blame her for what he did. Oh, my God. Like, you made me mad. You fucked up. Like, this is your fault. Typical abusive relationship. Yeah. And Christy said that after he abused her, following the following days would be some of the best days in their relationship. He would stay home from training just to be with Christy. He would tend her wounds. They'd watch her favorite movies and eat her favorite food, um, which we'll get to later. And we'll we'll talk about what that is. The first few days after the attack, he would be the sweetest he's ever been to her. And that's called the honeymoon phase. And that's mm-hmm. where you think your abuser got their anger out of their system and they love you again and mm-hmm. they'll never hurt you. And, you know, th- finally they're back to the person that they were. Right. You know, and, and or who you thought they were. Yeah. And that's just the honeymoon phase. It only lasts until there's the next phase, which we will talk about in a bit. But uh, sure, you know, John and Christy broke up eventually. Thank God. But a man like John, oh. John Copenhaver. He uh, loves fucking Slurpees. He wouldn't give up on someone who he thinks belongs to him so easily. After all, he stole the key to her apartment. Oh my God. And I'm just going to warn you, it's about to get real, 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 real bad. Oof. All right, here we go. Uh, so just let's take a moment just to... <sighs> I'm about to ruin your day. (laughs) And in August of 2014, he let himself into Christy's apartment and let himself to the bedroom where he found Christy and the internet mogul Corey Thomas in Christy's bed. Uh Corey was immediately jumped and beat a long time. Like, like a long time. During which Christy hit her pets and dialed 911 these pets, John would hurt when he was upset with Christy. She had some rats, some snakes and stuff, and, and like dogs, I think. Uh-huh. And he would purposely hurt her pets when oh he was upset God. with her. And John screamed at Christy to tell Corey that she belonged to him, that she belonged to John. Yeah. yeah. And according to uh, NZ Herald, Corey said, quote, he came on top of me and got me in a rear naked chokehold. And I thought to myself, oh, OK, he's going to kill me now. And um, it wasn't until John made Corey swear not to tell a soul that Corey was allowed to leave. And John told Corey that his friends, he was friends with people in gangs. Like, he was friends with Hell's Angels and Navy SEALs. Oh, God. And, yeah, he was friends with Hell's Angels and Navy SEALs. And uh, he would have them, he would have him killed if he snitched him out. Mm. And so, uh, Corey suffered a broken nose dislocated shoulder bruises and bite marks uh and this could just be me all right this could just just be me but to me something about biting someone is very like beastly yeah it's very um primal yes like anybody can hit anyone it takes little to no effort to hit somebody but something about biting like with your teeth involved there's something very like savage about that like that is brutal ow yeah there's something about that where it's just like that was that's just a different kind I'd of like anger. to beat him so badly that he dislocated his shoulder yeah like that's fucked. yeah and so basically Corey told john he was like you either gotta kill me or let me go and that was when john was like confused and he was like yeah, i'll let you go but you can't snitch if you snitch i'll find you and i'll kill you and all this other stuff so finally john uh let Corey up he said get your things and get out so Corey collected his things and left and leaving John alone with five, one, five, five foot, one inch Christy Mac. Oh, so when you hear that Corey left, what would you think he did? You would hope you would think that he would immediately call for help and try to get his girlfriend help. But I'm going to guess that's not what happened. No. <laughs> Christy Mac was left alone with John Copenhaver for two hours. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Christy, I have a phone number. I have the, I have the, the phone call between Christy and 911. I'm going to play it if you can stomach it. Oh God. Oh, the whole thing. Oh, no, it's just, it should just be a little clip. Okay. Uh, you don't really hear a lot if I'm going to be honest. 911 
So you can hear her talking, mm-hmm. uh, and then you hear her screaming yeah, and banging. Saying, John, stop! John, stop! That was him getting mm-hmm. into the bathroom. Uh, he strangled her, and you could hear the choking. But I fast yeah. forwarded that for you. And then you hear him talking very calmly mm-hmm. after he just attacked her, and then he hung up her phone. Oh my god! He knew that she called the police, but he hung oh up her phone, god. and he was like, "They're not going to come here. That nothing happened," you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Chrissy told the courts and Crime Watch Daily that her attack lasted for two whole hours. And John told her again, this is it. I've got to kill you. And it's, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my God. She said, I was trying to stand up and he kicked me in the ribs so hard that I started convulsing. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, I could explain to you what happened or we should hear. I think we should hear it from Christy Mack herself. So I'm going to play her talking from court as so I don't mess up what she said. But uh, it's not it. I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as hearing her 911 mm-hmm. call. Now, you said that after Corey leaves, you remember the defendant running at you. Yes. And then you remember the next thing you remember is being in the shower. Yes. Do you remember how you got in the shower? I don't know how I got in the shower. Do you remember um, when you were in the shower, did you have clothes on or off? They were off. Um, and the, the shorts that I was wearing were in the shower. When you were in the shower, uh, what was the defendant doing? He was going through my phone and yelling at me through the glass door. What was he yelling about? I don't remember exactly what he was yelling about anymore. At that point in time, did you think you had been hit? Yes. um, I could taste blood in my mouth, so I knew I had been hit in the face. And I also have, I don't remember how I got in the shower. What's the next thing you remember? Um, Past that, I went to... I just remember being on all fours right in front of the shower, uh, like I was about to stand up, and he kicked me in the ribs so hard that I fell over and began convulsing. Did you ever ask him for help or to stop? Just after this, um, I told him that I needed help, because I genuinely felt like I was going to die at this point. What did he say to you? He told me that nobody could help me. At any point in time, did he... Um, ever use any weapons against you? Yes, he did. Can you explain how? He had a knife. Um, It was one of my my kitchen set knives. It was a black handle with silver rivets. And um, he would push it into my ear. He would push it into my hand. He sawed off my hair. Um, He cut up all of my wigs because he always hated my wigs. He... He cut my head. Yes. I just remember him still being so angry. He broke the handle off of the knife and still continued to use the knife blade um, in his hand to push it into me. Does, is there come a point where he tells you that he's going to have to kill you? Yes. What does he say? He looks at me and he says, now I have to kill you. I've gone too far. I, you can't be seen like this. Everyone's going to know. So... Damn. Yeah. So he stabbed her. A bunch. And when she said he cut my head, she was referencing to when he tried to scalp her. Oh my god. He started cutting into her like she had a mohawk and he was cutting trying to get her hair off. Oh my. Yeah. 
there was one point where she woke she woke up to John trying to like talking about the assault he was about to commit and his exact words were you're gonna cringe at this and I'm cringing saying it his exact words were that's my pussy I'm gonna take it back oh yeah he was planning to rape her and he licked his hand in an attempt to like Mm -hmm. lubricate it but he couldn't get an erection and that really made him mad and so he took it out on christy by beating her more god you know because i mean listen everybody sometimes get a limp dick we can't help it yeah especially i mean just being honest when you're exerting that much i mean there's so much yeah adrenaline your blood's going other places like you're not you're not gonna get your dick hard yeah so he after telling christy that he has to kill her he leaves the bathroom going down to christy's kitchen and she can hear him rumbling through her like her drawers and stuff mm-hmm. getting knives oh my god um to kill her with and somehow i don't know how iron will this girl somehow she managed to get up and she made it to her first story balcony and jumped off and somehow she managed to get down the street to her neighbor's garden oh my god just a limping mess and you know they f- what i believe it because i recently i recently watched texas chainsaw massacre dude yeah and that final girl dude she, oh my god that adrenaline will get you she she jumped out of a second story window yeah and she going, did like and she just landed granted it. that's a movie but i'm just saying that's a testament well, yeah, to but like did they willpower have stunt doubles in that movie i don't think I so I the adrenaline she must have been coked out in that movie oh god yeah. the 70s yeah she was on she was on coke but uh she like she somehow managed in her horribly beaten state to stab bleeding. Yeah, to, to get up, and who oh, I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. I could not imagine. I'm a pussy. <laughs> so after like the first kick, I would have been like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna die today." Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't gotten. I haven't. And like an MMA fighter's strength, be oh, yeah, oh it, yeah. Oof, it was. There's pictures of her in the hospital she had horrible bruises absolutely horrible bruises and her face was the worst oh my god it looked awful oh my god that's that's what she looked like after oh bruises her face was messed up and then i'm gonna show you what she looked like uh before the attack so that you can kind of get a reference for the damages. Oh my god. Huge fucking difference. Huge difference. Phenomenal like difference. So swollen. And, and then I'm going to show you what he looks. So this was them together at the time. Oh, he looks Oh, he looks like such a piece of shit. Oh yeah, no. He he always wore a shirt that said uh alpha male shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then this was what he looked like in jail. Very thinned down because it was a couple years Why is after. He smiling because he was smiling the whole time what through a fucking the bastard. Yeah, he was smiling the entire time because you know I'll get to that in a little bit. But Christy suffered eighteen broken bones, a broken nose, twelve missing teeth, oh my a God. fractured rib, and a ruptured liver. That oh was when she God. started convulsing because he ruptured her liver. Oh my God. His trial started in 2017 after being postponed twice. It was originally set for September 2015. And on March 20th, 2017, John War Machine Copenhaver was convicted on 29 felony counts, including kidnapping and sexual assault. And he was charged 36 years to life. Good. But while in prison, he has accused Christie of getting money for this quote unquote smear campaign Ugh. and managed to get a fiance. What? Which I think is connected to that hebristophilia. Definitely hebristophilia. Yeah. He kind of was like grinning the whole time in the court and like filled with malice because he was like, she's just she's just out for like publicity and all this other stuff. And it's like, bro, no one wants that kind of publicity. Nobody wants ever. that kind of publicity. And he uh, he wrote a letter to like like a sports magazine or something saying that like, oh, she just wants money. She's getting all this doing all this for money. And she was like, I cannot work. How am I doing this for money? Yeah, like, she can't work, and probably she's so traumatized, she doesn't yeah. want to work ever again. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's very gross. What a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a big piece of shit. And he's gonna be in there 36 years to life. And in their relationship, Christy was involved in the cycle of abuse. According to the 1970s psychologist Leon Walker on Healthline.com, there are four cycles of abuse. The first one is building tension. Quote, Abusive partners often lash up in response to an external stressor. Anything can fuel the tension, sensing the simmering tension. You might try to find ways to uh, placate the abusive partner and prevent the abuse from happening. 
the second stage of the cycle is incident of abuse. The abuser eventually releases the tension on the others, attempting to gain control. This can be name-calling or insults, threats, attempts to control you or your behavior, sexual and physical violence, and or emotional manipulation. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The third one is reconciliation, the honeymoon phase. After the incident of abuse, tension gradually begins to fade. In an attempt to move past the abuse, the abuser often uses kindness, gift, and loving gestures to usher in a honeymoon stage. This devoted behavior can trigger a release of dopamine and oxytocin. Yep. That's the one. (laughs) Helping you feel even more closely bonded, leading you to believe that your quote-unquote real relationship is back. And then the final stage is calm. To maintain peace and harmony, both parties genuinely have to come up with some sort of explanation or justification of the abuse. The abuser might apologize while blaming others, pointing to outside factors to justify their behavior and minimize the abuse that happened to deny it ever happened at all and accuse you of provoking them. They may show plenty of remorse and assure you that it won't happen again. But the cycle always continues yep. it, it doesn't end until one of you leaves or you, you, either you leave the relationship or you leave life like this, yeah there's no other end to it there's no end to relationships yeah. according to socialsolutions.com more than one in three women and one in four men in the u.s alone have reported experiencing rape physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime oh my god that's 36 percent of women and 29 percent of men Oh, yeah. Let it not be twisted. Girls, women. Women are also psycho. Are fucking. Absolutely. And sometimes it's even, I mean, not worse, but it's even harder to spot because it's it's like, oh, man up. Yeah. But, you know, it's equally terrible on both sides. But, like, yeah. damn. Men I didn't are more. Realize it was that common for men. Yeah. Men are more physical. Women are more psychological. Yeah. Definitely. You know, women are more likely to stalk you than to beat you, but they still, still beat you. Oh, yeah. I definitely know some crazy girls. Oh, absolutely. Some dudes and you know even in like a joking manner that's why i used to be one of those people that would jokingly hit people and yeah now, now i just cut that shit out because i realized that's not cute after a while it's, it's like fun. hey why are you doing that chief i used to do that in high school but then i was like yo i don't like when people do that to me so why right. am i doing it yeah two in five gay or bisexual men will experience oh, uh no. intimate partner violence it's very common in the gay community <sighs> unfortunately for you know gay couples to be violent mm-hmm. with each other and nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the u.s in one year that adds up to more than 10 million men and women oh my god yeah and interrelationship domestic violence takes up 15 percent of violent crime oh my god yeah. i know 15 seems like a small number but 15 percent is huge oh especially when you think of all the crimes that happen mm-hmm. i mean a lot of times it is there's a reason why you know when someone's murdered it's like oh it's the wife or the husband yeah and nearly half of all men and women in the united states will experience psychological aggression by an intimate partner in their lifetime and nationally 50 percent of abusers that abuse their partner will also abuse the children so i mean that goes that that's a good saying of like hey leave for the kids Mm -hmm. if you can't leave because they're beating you they're gonna beat the kids leave for the kids yeah and there was something that christy said in court that i think all victims of domestic violence can relate to she says quote i was embarrassed i was extremely embarrassed i never thought that i could let this happen to me i saw myself as a strong individual which is like but it happened like it's not like you meet someone and they're a piece of shit it's, yeah it's always a slow it's like it's that old metaphor where if you put a frog in boiling water he'll jump out but if you slowly raise the temperature they'll stay in yeah um i'm butchering that phrase but, but no you're making sense it's of it. uh it's it's never and like it's always like oh well they seemed so nice yeah or they were nice to me it's like people who are abusive aren't always abusive to everyone in their Mm -hmm. lives there's not always massive red flags like sometimes i mean with my partner when i was in an abusive relationship it was very and especially when it's more emotional abuse like it's really hard to recognize and very especially when there's gaslighting involved love that it's so hard to trust trust your instinct but ultimately always trust your gut yeah and if something seems wrong get the fuck out of there even if it's only been a week even if it's been years mm-hmm. if something suddenly starts starting wrong and you know leave yeah don't stay there's plenty of people out there that will treat you right you don't need to stay in an abusive relationship yeah it oh, it's, it's i know it's difficult to to spot red flags mm-hmm. and like not to be like that kind of person but um like 
in BoJack Horseman, there's a character that says, uh, "Where you're when you're wearing red tinted glasses, all red flags just look like flags." Mm-hmm. Like, don't let the fact that you're in love cloud the fact that you're also in danger. Yeah. The five warning signs of an unhealthy relationship <laughs> is feeling isolated. Uh, like they take you away from your friends and family because mm-hmm. they want all your attention. Excessive jealousy is and they don't want you having friends of the opposite sex. Uh, deflecting responsibility and blame. It's mm-hmm. everyone else's fault that they're in a bad mood yep. or it's your fault. Uh, frequent arguments about literally nothing and trying to change each other. Mm-hmm. Thinking back, uh, maybe my relationships haven't been as healthy as I thought. <laughs> oh, at that rate, most of my relationships yeah, haven't been healthy. I can think of at least four right off the top yeah. of my head where I was like, oh, yikes. And I'll admit, I mean, it, and it's and the other thing that's tricky with abusive relationships is it, it you can also lose yourself and become abusive mm-hmm. because it's like you have to fight back. Yeah, and then you kind of become it's a vicious. It's it's so hard. It is, and I know so many people who are coming out of abusive relationships or have left abusive relationships, and it's fucking hard, especially it is. once you get like kids involved mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, and even if you're out, you know. It's dangerous. It's very easy dangerous. to fall back in, though, too. And it is, yeah, because it's like, they'll oh, show that, that charming side, like John did, and just win you back yeah. with the charm, and Maybe then you're like, changed. oh wait, you're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but also, in the same breath, like to be the devil's advocate, if you're not in an abusive relationship, but someone you know is, um, you can be there for that person as long as it's not starting to bring you in as well. Yeah, because then you're in danger. Yeah, so it's it's such yeah. a complicated and tricky thing like yeah yeah offer support but not responsibility Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i've been friends with a couple people who've been in like physically violent relationships and it gets to a point where all you can do is offer support Mm -hmm. because any further you start to damage yourself like when i hear some (laughs) people talk about their like violent relationships i'm not even gonna lie it really triggers me and i'm like i gotta take a step back chief i know you're going through it i'm offering you support but like every time you talk about this i'm having flashbacks bro and i need to step back obviously i'm never victim blaming or belittling victims ever ever but if there's no kids involved if you have no possessions together and even if you do they're just leave material objects are absolutely nothing objects just leave yeah like, that's why this is going to sound terrible, but when, like, celebrities get into these situations, I'm like, just leave. You have the money and the means, and you can just leave. Yeah. It's very, it's a very difficult... Uh, and then there's emotions involved. Eggshell of, of a sentence. It's never easy to do it, but if you can, if you have the means where you can just get out, just get out. And there's resources. They're never going to get better. There's resources. Like, given the numbers and the statistics that I read off for you today... Keep in mind that uh, domestic violence is unfortunately more mm-hmm. common than we know. Same with like sexual assault, that whole mm-hmm. 97% thing where 97% of women have been sexually mm-hmm. assaulted. Um, and it's like, it's nothing to be embarrassed of. You're not, you won't be judged. You're not, you know, you're not dumb and it's not your fault. Uh, you didn't make it happen and a violent, violent, hateful person made it happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're not ready to take the leap to call 911, we have the National Hotline for Domestic Violence number. There's two. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I don't know why there's two, but there's two. I'm going to include them both. The first one is 1-800-799-7233. And the second one is 1-800-787-3224. Um, and you can be anonymous when you call. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if you know who it is, but FKA Twigs is a singer that I really like. Sounds familiar. She was in a relationship with uh, Shia LaBeouf and mm. he horrifically abused her yeah. and like left her body all bruised and stuff. I watched her talk about it in an interview and she started crying and I was like, oh my God. And she said that like, she was like, I love my body. I've always loved and taken care of my body because I'm a dancer. And I remember looking at it in the mirror and thinking, how could I let this happen to myself? Mm. And she said that calling the hotline really helped her, uh, you know, with resources and getting away. And thankfully she got away after the first incident of physical violence Good. only after a buildup of yeah. months worth of emotional violence mm-hmm. like there was a certain amount of times he had to kiss her a day and tell her that tell him that uh that uh she loved him or else he wouldn't feel loved and heaven forbid if he doesn't feel loved oh god forbid Shia LaBeouf doesn't feel loved yeah, heaven forbid that that one fake woke celebrity doesn't feel loved she'll be boo boo go cry in your mansion little bitch <laughs> 
I like I always remember that love has no place for violence and mm-hmm. violence has nothing to do with love. Healthy relationships aren't full of painful compromise. No. And either. like of course arguments are normal in relationships. Disagreements are normal in relationships. But if you start to doubt your self-worth because of that, skedaddle. If you, if there's any part of the relationship where you're like, this just doesn't feel right, get out. Get out. The sooner the better. I Leave. don't care. Like I said, I don't care if it's been six years and suddenly this person starts, get out. Yeah. If it's been six minutes and this person starts acting weird, get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave that date. Mm-hmm. I... I told a friend recently, but I was like, yo, if, if they say that they love you enough to hit you, then they just don't love you enough. They just don't love you. You know? They love they, themselves. Yeah. They love the idea of having someone that belongs mm-hmm. to them. But, you know, I didn't open with a joke this episode, because why the fuck would this I? This is a really serious topic. This is a very serious episode. We're going to have the website for the, the National Crisis on the bio of this episode, and then also on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lots of resources. We're going to have resources for you, bitch. When I told my dad we were doing this episode, he was like, good, anything you can do to help those people. And I was like, this was my idea. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really have much, to, much else to say. There's not much else to add. And when we talk about violence, I'm not just talking about partners. Your family can be abusive, oh, too. Oh, of course. Abuse happens. Friends can be abusive. Yeah. Um, people at work. People You know, work. bosses and coworkers. Um, abuse can happen anywhere from any place. Yep. You have to, you know, again, even with friendships, dump them. Boundaries. Boundaries. And people respecting those boundaries. A hundred, ten percent. And if, if like, if you know me personally and you're being abused, let me know. I'll kill them for you. Um, If you know me personally and you're being abused, yeah. Same, same yeah. deal. Yeah. I've got no qualms going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Three square meals a day. Honestly, God, free health care, bro. Free health care. Surrounded by a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. Tough women, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I got mommy issues, man. Hold me. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, do you have anything else to add this episode? Other than the fact that I'm an artist, so I would survive in prison because I have a skill to trade. I would have a gimmick. You would have a gimmick. I would have a gimmick. You I don't would. have a, I don't have a skill, but I have a gimmick. You, you could, like... What would you do if you were? I would be like the weird witchy, like people kind of afraid of me because I might put a hex on you. (laughs) But like, it's mostly just bullshit. That that's. You know what I think we would be? Hmm. I think we would be those people that break off the the brush, like the the hair, the 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 teeth of a comb Mm -hmm. and twist it up and put it in our piercing holes so that they don't close. Absolutely, that's us one hundred and ten percent. Because if you think I'm letting this vertical liberate close, you are smoking the finest of country fried crack. I can't wait to get mine done again. Oh my god, it's so great, except for that she didn't use a clamp. Anyways, I'm getting off track. We're going to go do our hair. Um, I'm feeling impulsive. My my goal is to look like uh, Shrek's taint. I'm just going to do doing Liberty Spikes. Yeah, we're going to do that. That's going to be so much fun. We're bringing back the 70s. (laughs) I, I hope this episode wasn't too damaging for your mental health. Sure did a number on me. Uh... And if you see something, say something. Yes, always. Always. Even if you're nervous or you think you're reading into it, you know, it's better to apologize for being mistaken mm-hmm. than to have to, like, go to somebody's funeral or something. Yep. You exactly. know? Yeah. Like like we say with our, our sad friends, I'd rather listen to you vent than listen to your eulogy. So, yep. you know, be safe. Always wash your ass and rinse your vagina. <laughs> Wipe front to back because my mom never told me. And uh, be safe out there. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at HCNM Podcast. I am Leonardo DeHucci. And my personal is Cowboy.Diplomat. And the artist for our thumbnail is the ever lovely Casey at Starlight Studios. Oh, we love you guys. Be safe out there. Love you. Bye. Kisses. Bye. <laughs>